Welcome to the ShakeOut Podcast. I'm your host, Kate Van Buskirk. Each week, Canadian running staff writer Maddie Kelly and I bring you the news, results, and drama from the exciting world of running. This is The Rundown. Welcome back to The Rundown. It is the third week of March, and that means that indoors is officially over, cross-country is officially over, the outdoor season is about to get started in earnest. It is that exciting transition time of year in the Canadian running circuit. Maddie Kelly, how are you doing? Caitlin Buskirk, I am doing very well. How are you? I'm great. It's really lovely to see your face and hear your voice. And I know that you just returned from a training camp. Uh, Tell us where you were and how it went. I was in Victoria, BC at the Athletics Canada West Hub, and it went great. We are basically, I say we, I mean, Lucia Stafford and myself are basically back in sort of a cross-country base type phase right now because um, the world championships are very late this year. They only start sort of towards the end of August. So it's a long, it's a long haul summer season. So we're just building it big base right now and we will only start doing sort of those fun sexy speed workouts I like in a few weeks time so it's it's a bit of a grind right now but it's it's got a purpose so I'm excited awesome well Maddie as I mentioned this is sort of that transition time where indoors has just wrapped up and so the first thing we have to talk about today are the three sets of uh, national indoor championships that took place over the last couple of weeks. The first one being the U Sports Indoor Championships in Saskatoon. And I know that, you know, this was such a big part of your collegiate experience. Tell us what some of the highlights were for you from U Sport. For sure. Yeah, U Sports, it's a long weekend. It's still to this day, I think, the most tired I've ever been. You run a lot, the emotions run high. And by the end, you feel like you've been hit by a truck, but it is some really, really lovely memories and a special time with your team. So this year at eSports, both the Guelph men and women took the overall team titles for the fifth consecutive year. And from the Guelph team, Zoe Sherrar was probably the athlete of the meet. She won four gold medals individually in the 300 and then also in the 4x4 and the 4x1. And then she was obviously a member of Guelph's overall team win. She now has a total of 12 U Sports gold medals. So Zoe has had an incredible career with the University of Guelph. She's also represented Canada. She's been on world's teams. And she's having a phenomenal indoor season. And I'm so excited to see what she does outdoors this year. See if she can get herself to Budapest. Beyond Zoe, in the distance events, Jen Erickson of the University of Victoria Vikes was a really interesting story from the meet as well. She's 29 years old, and this is only her second ever season of track and field. She's got, you know, a long sporting background, but this is sort of the first time in her life when she's been track specific, and she handily won the women's 3000. Like, she ran such a smart race. She was really, really tactically sound. And you just saw, like, for someone with limited track and field experience, she had so much composure. And I feel like that's just some maturity showing through. And she closed. Her last 300 meters were, like, flawless. She looked so strong. She looked like if you told her she had to keep running, she would have said no problem. So that was really exciting. And Jen Erickson, a new face to watch if she chooses to compete outdoors this summer, which I really hope she does. And then finally on the men's side, 
the men's races, we had fewer standouts, but we had a lot of really close finishes. So it's very exciting, especially on the men's distance side, to see some young Canadian runners really fighting and finishing neck and neck. And I think it bodes very well for the future of our men's distance program. Absolutely. That depth counts for so much. I kind of, I think that that's sometimes the less sort of like thrilling story other like, you know, sometimes you have these standout performances and that really captures the imagination of of the audience, but it's way more exciting in terms of the future, like you said, of our, of our sport in Canada, that we have all this depth. So great things coming for the outdoor season. But before we get there, jumping south of the border to Albuquerque, New Mexico, the NCAA indoor championships took place last weekend as well. And really, the Canadian story of these championships was Savannah Sutherland. Um, she's from Saskatchewan. She runs for the University of Michigan. And she broke the Canadian indoor 400-meter record by four hundredths of a second. She ran 51.60. The former record was held by Lauren Gale of Ottawa at 51.64. And Sutherland, this was, I think, kind of sweet redemption for her because Back a few weeks ago at the NCAA Conference Championships at the end of February, Savannah broke the record, um, running 51-41 at the Big Ten Champs. However, it was ineligible for ratification because it was set at the Spire Institute, which is that really fast 300-meter track. So it's over distance, doesn't count for the record, but amazing that she was able to come back and set it outright um, at the NCAA Champs. And, you know, again, another athlete who at only 19 she is the 2021 World U20 400 meter hurdles bronze medalist, and she's just got a glowing future ahead of her as well. Sutherland's Michigan teammate Aurora Rinda made it to the 800 meter final and finished eighth in 206.83. Kaylee McCabe finished sixth in the women's 3000 meter, posting a time of 916.05. Graceland Larkin ran a massive indoor 5,000 meter PB, finishing seventh in 1627.76. And finally, Kieran Lum finished eighth in the men's 3,000, running 802.63. We have such a strong contingent of Canadian women in the States right now. And it's so exciting to see. Absolutely. And I mean, again, the NCAA has always produced great results for our Canadians, but the fact that we have um, strong finishes showing both, you know, north and south of the border speaks to the development happening right here on Canadian soil as well. And speaking of that Canadian development, the Canadian Indoor Championships took place last weekend in St. John, New Brunswick. So there were U16, U18, U20, and Open categories. And Maddie, we've seen this before. Historically, the depth is really found in those junior categories. So more kind of the U16 to U20. Um, On that note, one of the top performers was Abby Lewis, who won the U18 1500 meter and 3000 meter double. And then shout out to Andrew Alexander, who won that same double in the men's open division. And then... Staying with the open division, again, not a lot of depth. Also, just to explain, like for the U20, U18, U16, there are just fewer opportunities. Whereas when you get into the university level, you've got your U sports, you've got your NCAAs. So that's your priority. And then when you get to the level above that, indoors is kind of give or take. Maybe you're nursing an injury, maybe you're putting all of your you know, eggs in the world outdoors basket. So you've chosen to forego an indoor season. And especially a year like this year where world indoors was canceled, a lot of people didn't race indoor. So if you haven't raced indoor at all, you're probably not going to bother mid-March 
running a Canadian championship. So that's sort of why that happens. Really good point. And to compound that even further, many of our top senior athletes competed at the World Cross Country Championships a month ago and probably shut things down after that, not wanting to extend their season, to your point, to this Canadian indoor. So it does sort of fall at that tricky time for the university and older athletes. However, the young athletes did really well, a great opportunity for them to compete on a national stage and get that experience. But we should mention that Regan Yee, of course, Olympic steeplechaser and one of the few athletes who did contest the the World Cross Country Championships and the Canadian National Indoors, won the triple. She won the 800, the 1500, and the 3000 meter. So nice little weekend of work for her. And just a quick reminder that the fourth piece of track news that's kind of the only outdoor news that we have of late is that a few weeks ago, Ailish McColgan and Alicia Monson took down the British and American 10,000 meter records, respectively, at Sound Running's Meet the 10 in California. McColgan narrowly broke Paula Radcliffe's 20 year old record, running 30 minutes, 0.82 seconds. Monson was only four hundredths of a second back from her, breaking Molly Huddle's American record by 10 seconds. And you can check out one of the most recent episodes of The Shakeout, where I have a great chat with Ailish McColgan all about her performance and her career as she heads into her first marathon in London um, and about a whole bunch of other amazing work that she's doing to advance the rights of girls running in our sport. Moving on to the roads, New York City half took place last Sunday. Olympic medalist Helen O'Beary won in a new course record of 107.21. And this is also just absurd because the weather was terrible. It was windy. It was rainy. It was cold. It was the kind of rain that might be hail, might be snow. Like it was truly the grossest day. So to run a 107, and it's a hilly course for people who don't know, the New York half is a hilly, tough course. So to run a 107 in just horrendous weather is even more impressive. Jacob Kiplimo won the men's race ahead of compatriot Joshua Cheptegei in 101.31. Also, that illustrates the point right there. The men's race was run was won in 101, and the women's was run in 107. There wasn't even a six-minute gap between those two events. And it's usually, I would say, a race of this level. We're usually leaning more towards seven, eight, nine-minute gap. So that's wildly impressive run from Helen O'Beary. On the Canadian side, Natasha Wodak and Rory Linkletter also raced. Natasha finishing as the eighth female and Rory as the 15th male. In other exciting road news, two Ethiopians came dangerously close to breaking the 5K and the 10K world records within the last couple of weeks. So two weeks ago, Barihu Aragawi ran 26.33 at the Laredo 10K in Spain, missing Kenyan Ronix Kipruto's world record by a mere nine seconds. He won the race by an incredible margin of a minute and 44 seconds. And the background to this is quite funny, I think, because he was supposed to have a pacer. The pacer missed his flight to Spain. So at the last minute, a replacement pacer was arranged, a local runner. But that local runner, I mean, kudos to him for trying it, but could only hold the pace that Aragawi was running for one kilometer, meaning that Aragawi ran 9K completely solo and still came within nine seconds of the world record. Aragawi also holds the 5K world record, which brings us to the second story, which is that Yomif Kajelcha um, of track fame and now 
road fame as well, ran an incredible 12.50 5K in France last week, missing Aragawi's record by one second. And going into the race, Kajelcha was the third fastest 5K performer in history. He came in with a 12.53 PB, dropped that time down by three seconds, came within one second of a world best, and is now the second fastest runner at the distance in history. Keep your eye on the roads because we're going to see some big records this year, I think. Well, and just a light shout out to pacers generally as a group. Kate, you've been a pacer in some world record attempts even. And it is like, because generally speaking, if you can be a pacer at that level, there's a world in which you could have found yourself on that start line. So like the pacers, they're so specialized. A good pacer is such a skill. And so like, yeah, if your pacer can't make it, that's that's a really big deal. It is really hard at that level, almost impossible actually, to find someone on short notice to replace that person. So unfortunate that the local runner could only go a kilometer, but honestly, kudos that you even got there because it is such a specialized job. And just imagine what Aragawi could have done if he had had that person in place. You know, presumably his pacer would have gone at least four or five K. And that just helps you to turn off your brain, settle into the pace and not have to do, you know, all the work by yourself up front. So as I said, keep your eye on those results. They are probably going to continue going down over the coming weeks and months. And then we've talked about him a lot already, but quick shout out to Cam Levins, who, of course, demolished his own Canadian marathon record at Tokyo running 205.36. He finished fifth in his first world major. Also shout out to Krista Duchesne, who broke the W45 Canadian record running 238.53. And as we mentioned, this will be her last competitive international marathon. She's now completed all six of the world majors. She is uh, She has run under the former Canadian record in this event back in 2013 and just done so much for our sport. So kudos to both Krista and Cam. Check out the episode from March 15th for my interview with Cam if you want to hear more about his race. So exciting news moving into the world of trail and ultra. Athletics Canada is sending a whopping 38 athletes to the second ever World Mountain and Trail Running Championships in June. These used to be separate events. So it used to be the mountain running and then the trail running championships. Two years ago, they were combined. This is going to take place in Innisbrook, Austria. So we'll have 18 women and 20 men traveling there from both the U20 and the open categories. And they'll be competing in nine of the 10 events offered. And Maddie, I just love the titles of some of these events. So the events include things like the Vertical Uphill, which is a 7.3 kilometer course with more than a kilometer of elevation gain. The Men's and Women's Classic Up and Down, which is 13.7 kilometers with 720 meters of elevation, as well as the Men's and Women's Short Course and Long Course Trail Races, which consist of 45K and 85K courses, respectively. So uh, keep your eyes peeled for the results in June as we send, again, almost almost 40 athletes to this fairly new world championship event. And great to see Athletics Canada recognizing the value of diversifying, um, you know, away from just sort of those classic track and road events. Unfortunately, as we tend to end this podcast in doping news, we have kind of a hot off the press Ban, two-time Olympian and New Zealand record holder Zane Robertson was handed an eight-year ban for EPO and falsifying documentation. Originally from New Zealand, 
Zane and his twin brother Jake moved to Kenya as teenagers and became global mid-distance and long-distance sensations. Zane tested positive for EPO at the Great Manchester Run in May of last year, promptly retired, and then claimed he was injected with EPO when he went for a COVID shot. Um, he no longer contests the ban and has, I believe, accepted it. However, you know, he's retired. So at this point, it doesn't matter all that much. But unfortunate news, unfortunate for the many people who competed against him in the last few years, because there are certainly some results that would raise eyebrows now. Well, and just to cover a few of those results, I mean, he has held six national distance running records in New Zealand Uh, including the half and the full marathon. He was the bronze medalist going back to the Glasgow 2014 Commonwealth Games and the 5,000 meter. And also just the excuses. No one gives you EPO instead of a COVID shot. So it's also been reported that, you know, under after they investigated this, it was uncovered that not only did the medical facility adamantly deny ever administering EPO at their facility, they also (laughs) were able to verify that Two of the doctors that he claimed had treated them, treated him, one wasn't even employed at the facility at that time, and the other wasn't present on that day. So there's just so many holes in this story that very clearly and blatantly point to the fact that he, again, not only was doping, but but lying about it as well. A piece of good news to finish off today's episode is that just over the weekend, a Spanish runner named Alex Roca, he's 32-year-old from Catalonia, and he, I'm not sure how many of our listeners might have seen this, we'll link a video to it in our show notes because it's just such a beautiful story. This young man finished the Barcelona Marathon. He ran five hours, 50 minutes, and 51 seconds, and this was a fulfillment of his lifelong dream to run an a marathon as an athlete with 76% cerebral palsy. So he had an injury at the age of six months that left him again with uh, over three quarters of his body experiencing cerebral palsy. And the condition involves um, impaired movement, exaggerated reflexes, and reduces his range of motion at many of his points due to muscle stiffness. So he completed this marathon to the fanfare of hundreds and hundreds of supporters. Again, there's some beautiful videos circulating around the internet. We'll be sure to link some of them in our show notes, but check it out if you haven't seen it. It is a feel-good story of the week. So this Sunday is Hamilton's very own Around the Bay. Older than Boston, baby. Older than Boston. The race is aptly named. You run all the way around Hamilton Bay. You start in, you got Hamilton, then you go to Burlington, then you come across the Skyway, basically. You don't actually run on the Skyway, but you get what I mean. And then you come back through Hamilton and then you're done. Bing, bang, boom. And it is... You make it sound so easy, given that it is one of the most challenging 30K races in Canada. Yeah, I can only imagine. Honestly, never even cracked 20 myself. But I could see myself one day participating 100% as a local. Actually, I have something about Hamilton that I would like to clear up. Somewhere on the internet, someone once wrote that I was born in Hamilton. It's not true. And I've had... It's just... It's come up a few times in the running community of late and there's nothing wrong with being born in Hamilton. I just wasn't. And I would like to, I'm a proud Hamilton resident, but I I do not hail from here. And so I would like to put that on the record. The record has been set. Maddie is not from Hamilton. Pembroke, Ontario, born and raised. Pembroke, Ontario, born and raised. However, now living in the hammer and uh, 
hopefully going to be running around the bay at some point. Anyway, good luck to all of those racing this weekend. I know a lot of runners use Around the Bay as a tune-up for your spring marathon. We would love to hear about it if you want to get at us at ShakeOut Podcast on social media. And just before we go, Maddie, a very heartfelt congratulations to you because as it has been reported on our on our website, runningmagazine.ca, you are now officially an ASICS athlete. You are a sponsored athlete, a professional athlete, uh, and this is official as of just about a week ago. So congratulations. Thank you so much. I am, I am truly, truly thrilled. I'm very excited and I feel very, very fortunate for the opportunity. And yeah, I uh, can't can't wait. Their new spikes are great. Their new kit's adorable. Can't wait to to try it out this spring. Awesome. Well, and again, Maddie, I know that you'll keep us posted about when you're opening up your outdoor season. Many athletes still have um, a few weeks of training to go before that happens. But to all of those preparing for the outdoor track, road, and of course, ultra trail scene and anything else you're doing, keep us posted. We wish you the very best of luck for your week in review. I'm Kate. And I'm Maddie. And we'll chat again soon. 